powered by Sports Interaction, Canada Sportsbook. A roller coaster of emotion ends rather bitterly. Welcome to Game Over Calgary. I'm Peter Klein. Um, I'll introduce our guest in a second, but I just need like we need deep cleansing breaths, just like because that was oh my god. But anyway. Uh, before we get into all of that action, you can get into the action and make your bet with sports interaction. Every hit, every shot, every goal could use maybe at least one or two more from the Flames tonight. Um, from all your favorite teams and players uh, with competitive odds, the best in live in play and more ways than ever to get into the game. Like Minute Madness, our exclusive game with so many opportunities to win by the minute, which by the way, is one of the best like Anything that I've seen in sports, the, the sports gambling space, Minute Madness might be the best of it. Um, download the app in Ontario. Use the QR code you see at the bottom of the screen or head to sportsinteraction.com slash SDPN to get started. 19 years and older, please play responsibly. Uh, sports gambling can be a very difficult thing for a lot of people to deal with. If that is you, there are links in the show notes. Uh, very pleased to be joined today by Paige Seward. Um, Paige, we gave you one hell of a hockey game to talk about um how are you today i mean i was good before that game just ended i, I really wanted to come with positive news but you know here we are we are we do cover the flames so you know how that is how are you doing doing okay i had like two shows planned i had the oh my god they just lost to the canucks and i had the they don't ask how they ask how many show prepared just in case that that shootout went a little bit differently uh but instead we're going to be doing the oh my god they just lost to the canucks portion of this and i i'm i'm so freaking frustrated with this team because if they just did what they did like overtime was bananas um but if they just did what they did in the third period throughout the whole game then we're having a much different conversation and i'm not getting very happy messages from the game over winnipeg people tonight like i just i don't get why that third period couldn't have happened in the first two I, I don't understand. Like they, they all know where they're at in the season. They know what's on on the line. They know how deep they are in the season, what they need to be doing, and yet there is a burning trash fire that just happened towards the end. There, it's it's so frustrating. It's like I swear this team every time they get a goal in the first period against them, even if it's one goal, three goals, whatever it is, they just completely shut down and they can't do anything until it's like, oh crap, we have five minutes left. Maybe we should score a goal or something. It's just absolutely terrible. And I think that's one of the hardest things about being a Flames fan is we don't know what Flames team we're going to get. We're not, we don't know if they're going to get, you know, the best in the league type of play, or we're going to get like whatever that was towards the end. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever that was is a great way of, of summing it up. And admittedly, like the, the last couple of guests I've had were with you and with Tony Ferrari, I, I booked you guys a bit in advance. Um, as, as much as it may not seem it, I do plan a little bit for these things. Um, but I, I plan in advance for like, you know what? Prospects talk. It seems yeah. like the season is done. We'll talk some draft. We'll bring Paige on. We'll talk about the Wranglers. Excellent stuff with Flames Nation. Like, this will be great. And then they got in the, the, the playoff hunt. And so there was that little bit of hope. And now it's just all been taken away. But I, I think you nailed it right on the head. Like, they they have all of the energy of uh, 18-year-old kid in college who realized they have a 4,500 word essay due in like 15 minutes. And it's just like, oh shit. Like that's, that is how they've approached this entire season. It's every game like that. It's every like 
it's everything with this team that is like that, where it's the, the season, it's games, it's periods, it's all of it, where it's just like all seems to come down to the very last moment. Yeah. And like, that's, that's the perfect way to put it. Cause it's like, I don't, it's so frustrating to watch and you can just see when they just dial it up a notch and you're like, okay, yeah, you're supposed to be playing like this. And it's just, they get lulled to sleep by teams. They shouldn't be like, I don't know, not that we want to go back and talk about the Blackhawks game, but <laughs> seriously, guys, like you, you got to know who you're playing. You have to get kind of that mentality of where you are and where they are. And playing down to the same level as your opponents isn't going to get them where they need to be, which was, you know, in in a playoff spot. But, you know, they made it really, really hard on themselves. And, I mean, it's still not 100% over, but we're getting pretty pretty darn close now. Yeah. Um, I don't think you can really expect Winnipeg to lose the rest of their games. So that's where we're at. So, I don't know. It's, it's so frustrating being a Flames fan sometimes because it seems like the end of every game, regardless of what happened, it's like the whole fan base needs just like a well-being check. It's like, right. are we stressed? Are we okay? Did we breathe the whole last 20 minutes? Yeah. Are we happy? Do we want to fire the whole, like the whole coaching staff? Do we need to bring people up, send people down, sit people? It's just an absolute mess. And I don't really know if there's any other team in the league that really goes through like the huge range of emotions that, it, that have, that we've gone through this year as kind of flames fans. It's just, it blows my mind. Yeah. Um, also for all the like meditation apps and yoga studios in Calgary, like sponsorship opportunity here. Cause we all need it after the, this whole season. Like we, like I said, just deep cleansing breaths, trying to find that Zen. Um, so the situation now for the flames, it's not over, but it feels over. There was a lot of the, the, the Vince Carter slam dunk contest. Like it's over tonight. That's what it feels like. The flames are a point out. They have two games left. Winnipeg has three left. That's not great for the math. Um, and I would love to tell you like, oh yeah, the Flames should win their last two. They also should have won tonight. And like you said, like we don't necessarily want to go over the whole thing, but just in the last month, they have lost to the Blackhawks. They have lost to, uh, they got the hell beat out of them by the Kings. They lost in overtime to Arizona and they lost to Anaheim. That's just in the last month of like just just beat teams you're supposed to beat. And we are not having this conversation right now uh, about like the, the season kind of feeling over, but it does kind of feel over. And um, I, I got a chance to chat with a, a number of uh, people in, in Calgary media over the last week. And you, you talk about like, okay, what's to blame for this? And it's kind of everything. Like, I don't want to do like the whole season end thing tonight, although it feels like the season ended tonight. But uh, I guess for you, Paige, is there like kind of one thing that's sticking out as like when we're dishing out the entire blame pie, like who gets the biggest slice of the blame pie? Um, I hate to say it because he's been catching a lot of heat this year, but I, at this point, I blame Huberto. Like, mm. not just because of... <laughs> that turnover in in this game but it's just the trait like it's I hate beating the dead horse about losing Kachuk and Johnny and everything last season but we were really expecting the same level of play or very similar out of Huberto as we had with those guys and I that I always have that that thought when I'm watching the third period and we're down in a game or whatever it is is these are these big clutch moments that we need big clutch players to come in and win the game for us and I just really haven't had that confidence this year like there's been very streaky players there's guys that aren't playing to the level that they're supposed to be and then someone that was near the top of the league of scoring last year just coming in and just kind of having a a sink 
sinking kind of kind of uh, season where he's not really doing too much. It's like I know his name gets tossed around a lot, but it's like he came in with this expectation. He had a role to play. He's here on a big contract. We needed him to be that that guy for us, and we just don't have that. So it's it sucks because you look at our team and it's like you do have guys that could be kind of all star caliber, but I don't really believe that we really have like a full standout all star guy at the moment, which is too bad because those are the people that you need. You need the guys that are going to like go and win the game winner, do something in overtime, like props to them. It was a, a great overtime period to watch. Oh. I wish like they were saying on the broadcast, like we need the 10 minute overtimes. I'm like, I would have watched 10 minutes of that. Absolutely. Hands down. Yeah. And I do like, I, I know Markstrom's been getting some heat as well. And that's understandable. He also is in a large role, but it's just like, it doesn't matter if he's making 40 saves or five saves. Like at the end of the day, you still have to do the scoring side of it as well. And I just really think this, this team's really had a, a hard time getting both to line up on the same night. Either they're going to score goals and not make saves, or they're going to make saves and not score goals. It's so frustrating. <laughs> right. Yeah. Sometimes they don't do either and they lose a two to the Kings. Um, but yeah. no, like you're right. Like I, I'm, I am with you and I, I've, kind of been a little bit easier on Huberto this year and I've given most of the blame pie to be perfectly honest to, to Daryl Sutter but at this point it's game 80 like I, I don't care what the coach is doing and all of those well to a certain extent I guess but um like the, there's there's no excuse for that like the, the the pass that Miller tips to to send over to to Pedersen to set up the the two nothing goal like that's a pass that barely should happen in September let alone April game 80 with your season on the line. Like you just, you cannot have those things happen. And it's something we brought up uh, a few times on this show this year when things are going badly. I have yet aside from a couple of glimpses from, from Kadri and a couple of times from, from Tyler to who's been excellent by the way, but like there, there hasn't been the guy who's just like, you know what? Hop on the shoulders, baby. Let's go. And I wasn't the biggest Gaudreau fan, but there were at least nights where he just took over. He was just like, you know what? We're not losing tonight. I haven't seen that from anyone this year. There are players who have been playing well and like varying degrees of that. But there ha- the, the one thing this team has missed, whether it's Gaudreau, Kachuk, even Monaghan had a couple of those games before his legs fell off. Um, that This is a, a team that really is lacking that like, hey, we're not losing tonight. Let's go. And I, I feel like that's really missing with this group. hundred percent. And like, I mean, to put a whole umbrella over it, I guess it's like this, you kind of look back to leadership as well. It's like, is that maybe the reason why there isn't a captain on this team? Why have we gone two seasons without a captain? Mm-hmm. Like, is it really like, I am so curious as to what's going on in that dressing room. Like, I know it's not really our business from the outside or whatever, but you just like, you hear things, you hear like kind of the energy around the room. Obviously people make comments with the media, you know, agents tweet out stuff, whatever it is, things come out and you got to wonder, like there's something so disjointed about that locker room right now that nothing can really pull them up and bring them together. Like I have a sports background as well. I've played for some really good coaches and some really bad coaches. And if you have the right kind of, personality of a team it doesn't really matter who is making the lineup you know mm-hmm. um so if there really was someone that had that type of veteran leadership or even if it's like, like a young guy that has um a good background that's kind of gone the whole way in a different level they would have kind of that edge that would help them lift them through this type of 
you know, scenario, but I don't know what it is, but the flames don't seem to have it. And it's, it's so incredibly frustrating. Yeah. <laughs> I'm probably going to say that a million times tonight. So if you want <laughs> yeah. to put that on the tally for how frustrated I am. <laughs> yeah. It's so incredibly frustrating. The story of the 2022, 2023 Calgary flames. That's, yeah. that's the title of the DVD that they'll send out at the end of the year. If they still. In this essay, do. I will. Dot, dot, dot. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's the, the chat GPT prompt now for, for this thing. Um, <laughs> but before we, we get to the, the chat for the first time, um, you mentioned agents tweeting things out. Um, and the, the one thing when, when Alan Walsh tweeted that out, um, people were saying, oh, I don't pay attention to social media. Oh, blah, 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 blah. No one was saying, oh, no, everything's great. You know, like the, there was not one person who denied what was said in the, the, the tweet. There was just maybe he shouldn't have said it. Maybe I don't pay attention to Twitter. There, there was never a, oh, no, things are great. Everything is fine here. And I, I wish we had like whether it's the, the the Amazon all access or whatever it's called or like some kind of like we're, we're big into F1 drive to survive. If you, I just want some kind of cameras back there again, it's none of my business but I want to see it because there's no way you can tell me what we saw tonight is the product of a cohesive kumbaya locker room. Absolutely not. No, just a yeah, disaster. Like, you, don't know. you don't know if it's who's against who, like what, like you don't know if they're blowing up at each other after games like this, or I don't know. I don't know if you looked at their faces after like the, the horn sounded, like they all just looked completely gutted. But it's also like there was no one that really had that drive to, like, like you said, kind of pull up the pull up the bootstraps. Let's get going. I'm going to win this game, whether I do it myself or the rest of the guys are behind me. It's um, yeah, it's it's tough. It's tough to watch. And it's it's I, I don't know if you will ever know really what's going on behind the scenes. Sometimes those guys will go on their own type of podcast or, you know, like they catch them in an interview somewhere and you kind of can start putting the pieces together. But with this team, like, I don't know if even if we get into the offseason, if they really have any kind of insight as to what's been going on this season. Right. Uh, let's get into the chat for the first time tonight. Uh, Brian Robertson saying, if we can beat the Preds and Winnipeg's last few games crash and burn, there's still a chance, albeit slim. Um, I would not necessarily take that overly optimistic look but again like you, you said slim um just for the record the last games for winnipeg are against san jose minnesota and colorado so two of those teams have something to play for and then one of them's san jose um but so like there's at least something there at least but i'm i'm not overly optimistic am i like i, I guess i didn't like 100 ask your opinion on that so sorry about that but like <laughs> it is for lack of a better way to put this, is there still hope or or does it feel to you as over as it, I think, very clearly feels to me? I hate to be this person and I've been this person for a few weeks to a month now. Um, just the way that this team has been playing, I really didn't think they were going to make it in. Mm -hmm. And I thought I I'm shocked that they made it this close. I've been saying for, you know, whenever anyone asks the question, I'd be like, no, they won't make the playoffs. But there's also a little bit of... Um, an individual perspective on that where I'm kind of like, I kind of don't want them to make the playoffs because I want Dewar and Pelche back for the Wranglers because the Wranglers <laughs> have a chance of winning this year. Yeah. So I'm like, I, I, I just see it. If we did find a way, if all the stars aligned and we made the playoffs that we're going to embarrass ourselves again, we're going to get knocked out in the first round and it's just going to be a waste of time. Like last year, it felt like we had the pieces to really make it far in the playoffs. And this mm -hmm. year it's like, 
if we squeeze in, we're still not going to do very well. So I kind of just accepted the fact I'm like, I'm not getting let down by the flames again this year. And I'm just going to expect they don't make it un- until they, if and when they do. So, yeah. I mean, I'm, I still haven't really, like I've changed my, my mind a little bit to the point where it's like, okay, yeah, they're actually kind of putting up a little bit of a fight. And for parts of that game, for parts of the third period, after they kind of, they scored, they tied it up. I'm like, okay, yeah, maybe they might make it happen here. But it's just, it's just that edge, that next level that like good teams have and the cohesiveness they just don't have. So I, I really don't think they will. And yeah. that's not a very, <laughs> that's not the ideal fan, man, like um, mindset there, but that's just really what my gut feeling has been with this team, unfortunately. Yeah. No, look, if, if you're looking for blind optimism, there are places you can find that, but it's not going to be here. Like th- this is not uh, like, I just, I don't know at this point, I don't know what you have to, to hang your hat on. Like you said that they had a team to go far in the playoffs last year, this year going far would be five games. Like if they, yeah. if they got into the playoffs and didn't get swept, be like, you know what? Better than I thought. <laughs> um, but no, I'm, I'm with you. Like just get, get Pelche and anyone else back to the Wranglers so that a team that actually has a chance at doing something can, can get them. Um, and to a point you brought up earlier, MGD 8862, which I'm I'm sure is their real name. Uh, Flames bench looked so defeated after that loss. Hope the heart will be in it for the next game. That's the thing too. Like, I don't know how you get, because they play again Monday and Wednesday. I don't know how you go from, oh yeah, debilitating loss that maybe ended our season to, all right, well, let's go out and get them. Like that this, it, it just, all of it feel, and maybe again, it's just the soul crushing nature of it for me, but all of it just feels like, that would be kind of the the last straw. Like, I, I don't know if there is, a, maybe it is playing a Pelche. Uh, maybe it is Coronado getting his first career NHL game just to give them that bit of spark, that bit of life to try to get them going for the last couple of games. Yeah, seriously. Like, I, I, I hate to admit it, but like a week ago, I forgot Coronado was still here. Like, obviously, right. we know everyone made a big deal about him coming up and everything, but we haven't seen him. And, like, I've watched a lot of Pelche this year, and I know someone like, like Pelche can go and kind of bring up some energy. He brings that kind of to Foley type of um, energy to the game where it's like it's a never quit. If everyone else on the team isn't going to be skating their ass off, he's going to be skating his ass off. He might be, like, it might not be the most graceful way of doing it, but he's going to bring a little bit more when the rest of the guys are just kind of accepting the fact that they've lost. And, I mean, I'm actually going to the game on Monday, and I'm a little concerned. I'm like, I don't know what to expect at this point. And I think it really comes down to how they start. Um, Obviously, they didn't start very good tonight, and if they don't start very good against Nashville, they might just completely accept the fact their season's over and just, you know, mail it in and be like, okay, well, we just got to get through these last couple games, and then, you know, it's golfing season. Yeah. That's another part of the frustration for me. Um, and now we're just venting. Um, but <laughs> the, the part of it is like, to, just think about the circumstances surrounding tonight. You are playing a team that uh, I'm old enough to remember when that was a rivalry. Um, it hasn't been for a while because they just, they can never stay relevant at the same time. And I think part of that is a decade of whatever's going on out West. But um, like this is, I would still say somewhat of a rivalry between these two teams. Your season is literally on the line. The team that you are chasing just won after you beat them to pull even with them. And that's the effort you put out. And you can't blame it on kids or anything like that because Dora is the only kid in there. 
the, 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 the lineup that is out there is all the old dudes who are supposed to be the ones who are coming up at this time of year, right? Like it's, it's the veterans, it's the Lucic's, it's like you said, Huberto, Kadri, if he could show up in the calendar year, 2023, that would be phenomenal. Um, like it's, it's all of these veteran guys who were supposed to be the difference makers to step up in this exact situation that aren't doing it and you're missing the spark from Pelche's and I'm assuming Coronado would pr- provide something like that as well but like you're you're expecting the spark from the young kids when it's supposed to be the old vets who were the ones this time of year really dragging you into this hunt yeah you think those are the guys that are like you know like you got to feel for someone like Michael Backlund he's played his whole career here and mm. now they've got their good runs and their bad runs and everything like that but I don't put all the blame on him either, but those types of guys be like, yeah, like I don't know how long my career is going to be. And I want to win with this team. If you have an opportunity that you're that close to win with this team, like you never know what's going to happen next season. You don't know if you're going to get a career ending injury. Like that's like the scariest part about being in sports. You don't really know how much time you have left in your career. And when you have an opportunity to kind of make something with it and possibly kind of go that way with the team that you're on, why not take the most of it? Like, I know these guys make a lot of money, but (laughs) either way like paycheck or not you still want to raise the cup at the end of the day so right. I, I just I just really don't know what's got them so defeated and I I know that you know bringing the, the Brett Sutter or Brett Sutter thinking Wrangler is my bad the Daryl <laughs> Sutter the Daryl Sutter conversation into it um yeah if, if like if we think the the coaching situation is as bad as it is or not as bad as it is whatever wherever that lands on the spectrum it's you're still an adult like you're not a 12 mm. year old guy playing little league or anything like that you still can think for yourself you're still in control of the way you play yeah there might be someone telling you where your your positioning needs to be and who you're going to be on a line with or anything but at the end of the day you're like you're in control of your own destiny and that's kind of where the flames have been at in this kind of last push here but like like the same point we keep hammering home it's like okay well who wants it because right. I don't see very many guys that do. Yeah, like I've I, I've worked for places where I didn't enjoy what I was doing or or who I was working for more specifically, and like bitched about it a lot. But then once it got time to to actually work, and again, I'm not comparing talking into a microphone to going out and playing professional sports. But it's like you you go out and you do your job and then bitch about it after it's, it's yeah. the, the way of the future. Um, like the, you, you have a job to do and you're, you're getting paid rather handsomely to do it. And if you are quitting on the coach, which is something we've heard a lot in this market, but we've heard that specifically this year, like you're, you're not just co- quitting on the coach. You are quitting on your teammates and you're quitting on a fan base that is so desperate for anything to go right with this team, basically since 2004, which um, if it doesn't happen this year, the, the next time the playoffs roll around is going to be 20 years since that, that whole thing happened. So I like, it's, it's been a bit of a rough go for, for flames fans, but with the exception of, a series win last year that wasn't overly satisfying because a 23 year old goalie almost made everyone pull their hair out. But um, I, I am so, and, and there'll be more time for these conversations later, but I am so fascinated at what this off season holds. If this season goes the way we think it will. Cause I, I, I am of the belief that they won't let Daryl Setter go. I'm of the belief that they should, but I, I, I like, I, I don't think there'd be anything that would surprise me if this team was just like, you know what? 
one bad year, uh, 45 one goal losses or whatever it's going to end up being. We think we are X, Y, and Z away. So we're going to go for it. I could see them do that. I could see them fire everyone and trade everyone and go from there. I could see them just standing pat. Like th- there's very little for me that would be surprising this off season. Um, understanding that there's still a couple of games left. How, as we sit right now, um, how would you see a, a Flames offseason going? Um, I don't know. I feel like I always have higher hopes for the offseason than what actually yeah. happened. And like, to be fair, last um, last summer was an interesting one, probably one of the most interesting ones we've seen in, in recent years. But I don't know. I, I, I don't really think that um, Tree Living and Sutter are gone. But that's I'm I'm of the same belief that I wouldn't really be surprised if there was some kind of leadership changes up there as well. I think they probably need to be swapping out a good chunk of their lineup. Um, maybe not core guys or anything. And you do have a lot of kind of free agents and people still under contracts. So there's a lot of things behind the scenes that go on with that. But I just I really don't want to go through an offseason where we're like, well, we're almost there. So let's just trade away one guy that didn't really do anything and pick up another guy that probably won't really do anything. So I really want to set them up in a way that's going to, you know, give them that that recipe for success and just bring in some sort of edge. Like I know there has been a lot of conversations about goaltending as well. And there's a lot of people. It's a huge debate of if. Dustin Wolf's going to be ready next season or is he not? So if you're kind of planning for starting to graduate some of those AHL guys into the lineup, where does that fit in with the guys you have right now and the guys that you could be getting out from the market, you know? Yeah. So I, I, I really don't have a, a prediction that I, I feel strongly about. I'm, I'm very curious to see what happens. Um, again, to my Wrangler mentality, I would like some of those guys to get a shot if they can. And someone like Pelche maybe makes a lineup out of, um, out of camp. That would be great to see. But at the end of the day, it's, it's, I feel like I'm in a fever dream where every summer goes by and it's like, you have the same guys and then two guys that you, you're like, oh, whose number is that when you're watching preseason games and then they get traded halfway through the season and they don't really do anything and they score a couple goals, but they, it's, it just kind of comes and goes and it doesn't really matter. Like I can't really name every single player that we've had from the last couple of years that's come in for half a season or come in for a season and been like a fourth liner that's in and out of the lineup and then just leaves. We'll go and yeah. play them. Like, oh, I remember when he was a flame briefly. So I think there's something in the system that's not working, obviously. And hopefully they, they can do some more big moves over the summer, kind of like they did last summer. Cause it's like, Hey, we brought in these big guys. We thought something was going to happen. We thought we brought in guys with, you know, that have won Stanley cups that can come in and make a big difference. And I mean, if, if you know what it takes to get that far, why aren't you bringing that into the dressing room right now? Right. Um, I don't know what you're talking about. Day one free agent signing Kevin Rooney has been very impactful for this team um, th- this season. I I, I I I feel like you're way out of base there. Um, oh, you mean Calgary Wrangler Kevin Rooney, that one? <laughs> right, yeah, 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 exactly, yeah. Look, when you can sign someone who makes an impact on your AHL team on day one of free agency, you have to jump at that. Um, I, I do want to talk to you about the, the Wranglers, um, as obviously – it's a, a much more enjoyable subject to, to talk about for for a little bit. Um, there's a couple of names that uh, I think a lot of Flames fans are very intrigued by because we, we've seen a few um, graduations this year to the NHL yeah. level with varying results, we'll say. Um, but the, the first one that I'm I'm fascinated with is is Connor Zari, and he was one who I think a lot of Flames fans in the early part of the season were like, call him up. Um, and Mike Gould was on with Audie and saying like, hey, that this is a guy who is like. 
he has more responsibility now than he's ever had before. And so that's why I kind of backed off on that. You, you follow this team, you cover this team on a, a night in night out basis. What, what have you seen from Connor Zari and have you seen someone who you think is ready to make that NHL jump next season? I think next season I could see it. I, I also understand why he didn't this season. He okay. can be really streaky. I find he's on a very good line or he's on the second line for the Wranglers and there's sometimes he goes on like long point streaks for five or five to seven games or so. I'd say it's first half of the season has been better than his last half, but I mean, he scored tonight. So <laughs> I I'm not bashing him by any means. Um, he does have kind of a little bit of leadership in him and he's not, I wouldn't say he's a veteran on the team cause he's only in his second season, but I think he's really what needs to happen in his career to make that next jump is happening um, he's playing on a good team. He's playing with guys that have good experience. He sees the puck well. He um, he has a really good shot when he gets the opportunity. Um, I would have really liked to see him, Phillips, and Pelche click better at the start of the season. I thought that was going to be the lights out line. Like, that would have been insane to see all season. It only lasted a few games before he kind of switched to move down with Cole Schwint and Emilio Pedersen. It's just, it's too bad because he's on a line with, three like two other guys that are very inconsistent so they're really good when they're really good but they're okay and they're they, they'll still help the team when they're not scoring so i think he's still trying to figure out his game and he's been flip-flopped between the wing and center so i think he needs to establish more what his professional role is going to be whether that's on the wing or that's centering a line and once he does that just completely dialing in on that and seeing where the opportunities come with the flames so I would like to see him. I can see why he didn't because I think Pelche had that jump. And to be honest with Dewar, I wasn't really expecting him to get called up and do what he did. And he did. Right. So hats off to him. But I think things are right there and we could see him in a flame jersey in the near future, in my opinion. I think a lot of people would be very excited about that. Uh, before we get to the other name, um, I've been a very bad host so far. Um, the chat has been blowing up so far. You guys have been great. Um like this video, share it out there. Misery loves company, right? Um, so let's get this chat going as we have a lot to talk about with this Flames team and with Paige uh, about the um, just whatever again that was tonight with the, the Flames losing to the, the Canucks. So like this video, share it, subscribe to the channel. Uh, if you miss any of this, the video is always up on YouTube. That's how it works. Um, or you can subscribe to the podcast and rate, review, and subscribe wherever you can on there. Just search for Game Over NHL. Um, the other name that I think a lot of Flames fans are excited about from a, a Wrangler standpoint would be Between the Pipes uh, with Dustin Wolf, who apparently will never lose again in the American Hockey League and barely uh, allow any goals in the process. Um, stats wise, it's looked incredible, um, from ye old eye test. How, how has Dustin Wolf looked? Has it been as good as it seems from, from those of us kind of looking at it from 300 feet away? Absolutely. Like hundred percent. I cannot advocate more for that. <laughs> hands down, hands down. He is as good as he looks. He is as good as the numbers say. And it just, it, it looks fake. You see where he lands in the win column and shutouts and goals against and save percentage. And you're like, oh yeah, yeah. You know, like that's, you know, they missed a few games or something or whatever, but no, it's, it's really as good as it looks. And I feel bad for the guy a little bit because he didn't really have the best showing like in the camp and in the preseason. So he didn't really get a few, 
like the, as much opportunity as maybe he should have. There is like, you know, that kind of goalie mentality and they need to build up um, kind of that mental game. I think he's still working on that, but he is like hands down, like the most humble guy. He, like the last three, se- like the last two seasons I've been covering him. He'd had a few games in the bubble weird season that we had here in Calgary when the Stockton Heat came up to Calgary. He will be the last person to say he played a good game. He can mm. stop 50 shots and shut out his opponent. He's still going to say, yeah, the team helped us win tonight. It wasn't me. I, like, I just had the guys, good guys skating in front of me. And I right. think if and most likely when he makes that jump up to the flames, I'm so excited to see how that path goes. And I think what everyone is so worried about is burning him early. Like we've seen so many situations where young goalies have come up before they're ready and it just completely sh- like tears them apart. Mm-hmm. And then you kind of you just kind of disappear into the abyss of other goalies that tried to make that jump. I don't want to see that happen to Dustin Wolf. And I don't think a lot of people want to see that, but watching him play for the Wranglers and watching him make those huge saves. Like, yeah, it's, it's AHL, but these are, he's playing against guys that go up to the NHL. He's playing mm-hmm. with, guys that are right there it's not that he's getting easy games by any means i'm not expecting his record to be the same if and when he's in the nhl but just his skill and what he does and his lateral movement and the way he is and protects the net even with you know not him him being the biggest goaltender is just absolutely exceptional it's i would go to a wranglers game just to watch dustin wolf if i wasn't too familiar with the team like he is worth the price of admission, not to be cliche and say one of those hockey terms, but I, right. I fully stand for that. It feels like we're kind of set up for Mark Sherman Wolf next year, right? And I know a lot of people would rather half of that not happen and then they, they ship Mark Sherman out after the year that he's had this season. I still think there's something there. There, um, it's, That makes Vladar the odd man out, but it, it just feels like if you could bring Wolf into a situation where he's not necessarily – like the, the season doesn't hinge on him and he can kind of work through, like you said, that that new new to the NHL, just get your feet wet and figure this out. Let Markstrom take some of the, the high leverage games. You can play against Arizona or whoever um, and, and just kind of ease your way that that way. I just I feel like I, I just feel like he has kind of past that level you know like he he can't there's nothing else he can do at the american hockey league where it's like okay yeah he he needs to do x y and z like he's he's done it all there right oh 100 like you can't even if the wranglers do go on to win a calder cup this year if they do or they don't like you just have to look at his his stats the last couple years and just like the way he performs game to game like he has set himself so far apart from all the other goaltenders in that league it's like it's a no-brainer it's I know there's different opportunities where other teams need kind of an emergency backup that we haven't really had that scenario come up this year or anything like that, or there's call-ups or injuries or whatever it is. And that situation brings kind of some opportunity for players like that to kind of test the waters in the NHL. But for him, it's it's like you said, he's done everything he can do. How many years in a row does it need to be goaltender of the year for you to say, hey, maybe he could help us out? Like, Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it, it seems like it's the, the time is now. Uh, a couple more from the, the chat. Uh, Amon saying the Wranglers are the best ticket in Calgary, and that's not even an exaggeration. I would probably agree with that. It's them or the Roughnecks right now. Because um, that that is, if you haven't been to a Roughnecks game, you need to correct that like yesterday. Uh, the Flames gave Ladar a two-year, $2.2 million, $2. $2 million extension earlier this year. So probably going with the same goalies next year. People get traded. 
it can happen. Um, I, I don't think I don't think they're going to say, hey, the, this goalie who could be a franchise goalie in the future is ready. But God damn it. We got Dan Vladar. Um, yeah. I, I think that they'll be able to make that one make sense. Um, uh, a couple other ones here. James asking, who is the host? Uh, I'm Peter. That's Paige. Um, unless you don't think I'm doing very well, in which case my name's Audie. Uh, <laughs> uh, whiskey or sorry. Wise Kyle <laughs> says, um why talk about a player who won't help you this year? Y'all still have a shot to make the playoffs. Did y'all see that game tonight? Because I don't think these all do. Uh, but that that is why we are talking about this. Because it just, uh, the whole thing, again, to, to kind of summarize where we feel. And, and we should, um, quite frankly, we should let Robert get to bed, who is um, uh, officially hosting this chat tonight because technology is not my friend. Um, so to, to summarize... Everything feels bad right now around the Calgary Flames. I do want just a quick word on how insane that overtime was. That was the best hockey I've seen all year. And I know like people are bringing up like the 10 minute overtime. Someone in the chat mentioned 10 minute overtime. I was watching that thinking, could we do three on three at the Olympics? Like, could like they, like all these other sports have all these different variations of all you get like 45 swimming medals and there's 115 different um, like racing running things that you can do. We, we could have a, like whoever doesn't make it for the, the, the standard five on five, hockey at the Olympics just have them come in as a, a three on three team like that's that's where I was at is I'm I'm justifying altering the Olympics with how good that three on three was tonight oh I love it it's it just like it's absolutely insane and when you're so invested in the team I don't know about you but my like whole body gets into it like I get so mm. stiff and so stressed and I'm so dialed into it I'm like okay what's gonna happen what's gonna happen and then it's like every time a whistle sounds I'm like okay I can breathe now yeah <laughs> okay, we're good. We're good. and I was I swear to god I was getting more flashbacks when um Pedersen was coming in and I was like oh my god he's gonna score again he's gonna score again he's gonna score again and he didn't yeah. okay we're okay. <laughs> and I have a lot of confidence in the flames and they make it to shootouts for the most part, but I'm, I know we're talking about overtime, but not impressed with the shootout at all. No, that was, that was dog shit for lack of a better term. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, that was but, a perfect term, but you know, um, overtime though, like it's just exactly what we needed through 60 minutes that we got in five minutes. Yes. Yeah, like, the, oh, it was just the back and the forth and everything. And it's just, it's not just back and forth and it's a three on two or whatever. It's two on ones or it's a Bavillier breakaway. Um, and yeah, Pedersen, like, if uh, not to take a shot at a team that just beat the Flames, if the Canucks were any kind of relevant over the last few years, Pedersen's talked about as one of the best players in the league. That dude is so fucking good at the sport of hockey. And it just doesn't get talked about enough because why would you with the Canucks? Um, but I mean, you would tonight because they beat the Calgary flames in a shootout, thus potentially killing all hopes of the Calgary flames, making it to the postseason this year. Uh, Paige, I could do this all day. Uh, this has been a whole lot of fun. Thank you so much for coming on. Where can people find your work? Yeah. Thanks for having me. Um, I write for flames nation, so you can find my work on there. It's mostly Wrangler stuff. If you're kind of interested in what's going on with them and if the flames really are done, um, yeah, I'll have more content for you. If you need hockey content, um, you can also find me on Twitter. My, uh, handle is flames underscore update, or you can look up page Seward S I E W E R T. And that will be my Twitter. So those would be the best two places to find me. 
Yeah, this was great. Um, I, I feel bad now that we brought you on so late in the season. I'd say, oh, yeah, we'll definitely have you back on again. There's two games left, uh, so it, it probably won't work out. But um, but this was a blast. Thank you so much for coming on. My Hi. name is Peter Klein. Uh, you can find me on social media, interrupting people like I just interrupted Paige, uh, at Twitter and Instagram, at Primetime Klein. Uh, I'm also very irregularly on Twitch at twitch.tv slash PK. But yes, uh, Paige, uh, last word to you. Thank you so much for coming on today. Thanks for having me. And, you know, there's always next year. I'll still be doing hockey things next year. So maybe it'll be a different conversation the next time we do this. <laughs> yes. Here's hoping because I, I don't know if I can do I'm gray enough. I don't know if I can do 82 games again of, of all of this next season. Hopefully something gets adjusted. Thank you to all of you in the chat. Uh, it was lively as always. I couldn't get to everyone, uh, but you guys are so great. And it makes doing these shows so much more fun when everyone is alive in the chat. Uh, so thank you. Do you remember like this video, share it, subscribe to the channel. We are back on Monday as the death march towards 82 closes for the Flames this week. Thank you all so much for tuning in, and we will talk to you all later. Game over! Powered by Sports Interaction, Canada Sportsbook.